My name is Peter Hitchens. I'm a columnist for the Mail on Sunday, an author and a broadcaster. And in the A to Z of things unseen, H is for history. Why history? Because it's our memory. Without history, we're amnesiacs. We don't know who we are, where we came from. We're at the mercy of any charlatan who comes along and tells us anything. We are just on the bottom corner of Trafalgar Square with Whitehall in the background, but we're not looking at Nelson's column, which is what most people see here, but we're looking at the statue of King Charles I, a rather beautiful statue as it happens, looking down towards the banqueting house, where on a freezing day in 1649, he had his head cut off. This was part of the long argument we had in this country. We never had a proper reformation. Probably a good thing we never did when you see what happened in the countries where they did. But we did have a long argument between two different ideas of what kind of Christian country this was to be. And Charles had one idea and Parliament had another. And it became so bitter and so desperate that it ended with him being killed by the government which took over from him, and it was our first revolution. Some people say that Charles was a martyr. There is a distinct group in the Church of England who celebrate the day of his death as the day of his martyrdom and, and actually see him as a kind of saint. I think that's taking it a bit far because he was actually rather a tricky human being, devoted father and family man, charming and in many ways rather delightful, but also extremely devious, which is why Cromwell eventually lost patience with him and chopped his head off. They were arguing about what actually made men good and how they should behave to be good and what their relationship with God should be. Was it all to do with the mass and were their souls saved by the real presence of Christ? Or did it lie much more in how they actually had an individual relationship with God? And this completely altered human behavior in that period. It was an argument worth having, but it certainly wasn't worth cutting anybody's head off for. People actually did riots in Scotland against the introduction of a new prayer book, a rather beautiful prayer book as it happened, but they hated the doctrine in it. We can't understand that because we don't understand how much doctrine matters. We're more interested in football. Actually, I take a society that's interested in doctrine rather more seriously than one that's interested in football. If we want to understand our forebears, we have to stop patronizing them and looking at them as some kind of subhumans who don't really deserve much consideration and recognize that they were people just like us who saw the world in a different way. They were like us, but they were not like us. When we seek to visit the past, we must understand that it was very different and that in the future there will be others who will often misunderstand us. And think how much you're going to resent that when you're looking down from wherever you are or up from wherever you are to see yourself being misunderstood by the historians and archaeologists of the future. Imagine what they'll make at Trafalgar Square, for instance, when they dig it up in 20,000 years' time. Unlike almost all the other revolutions that have happened, this one was reversed. And in being reversed, both sides learned a lot from it. The victors and the vanquished both learned to live alongside each other. And then in a, a great and wonderful event, which is genuinely known as the Glorious Revolution, the two sides combined to create what was actually the first truly free, law-governed state in the history of man, which we still have. And we don't know the origins of this, and partly because we don't know how lucky we are, we don't look after it as well as we should. Roman Catholicism has, in the centuries since the Reformation and the Counter-Reformation, learnt to actually absorb a lot of the things that Luther and Calvin said. And the more sensible Protestants have learnt to absorb quite a lot of the sensible things that the Roman Catholics said, and that actually the quarrel between them wasn't as profound as they thought it was. 
In a way, the execution of Charles I was an instance of people driving too deep a canal between the two different positions. What we can learn from it today is to take things seriously, but never to take things so seriously that we forget that the most serious thing of all is to respect each other as human beings and that we shouldn't kill each other or destroy each other in other ways for disagreeing. And you can hear this programme again and find other editions of Things Unseen at www.thingsunseen.co.uk.